This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When I'm away from you, I miss your touch. Happy Hump Day! It's Wednesday, July 13th. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Alexis Thompson, Eric Perkins. Hi. Hey, Eric. Thanks again for having me. Oh my gosh, thanks for coming back. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this whole week, Eric will be hanging with Lexi and I. Good morning, Ale- Lexi. Good morning. And uh, Jason, Dawn, on, well, Jason's on vacation still. He's still on a cruise. Golly, that so, must be an awesome cruise. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's in the Carib- Caribbean, uh, stopping at different uh, islands and uh, having just the best time. I'm sure he'll have a lot of takeaways. This is his very first cruise, so we'll learn all about that when he yeah, comes back. Yeah, oh, my gosh. That's going to be epic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Jeez. And then an update on Dawn. She had a hysterectomy yesterday. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for wishes, thoughts, prayers, all of the good vibes sent her way, and they really worked out because the surgery went great. It was it was in the morning, like at 7, and then she was home by 1 o'clock. So she is home resting and healing, and um, all went really, really well. Thank God. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. We're proud of you, Don. That's, mm-hmm. that's hard. <laughs> yeah. can't even, I can't even... Obviously, can't even imagine, right? But like, just so so thankful that she's she's through it, she's clear, and now it's just the road recovery, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah it could be four to eight weeks. It's, it's a big one. So mm-hmm. glad she's doing great. Eric, you're a dad of three. I am. And... 18, 15, 15, 12. 12. Do you feel like you parent just like your parents did? It's so different. It's just such a different era, right? I mean, yeah. just, it's just, I, it, I can't even, I don't even remember how they parented. It was so long ago. <laughs> like, it was just like, they were, the, I, I, the only. The, or so, do you make a conscious decision to, like, not spank or I don't know if you were spanked. I mean, no, I, no, I, I, was, I, I was. I think I was a couple times, but like, yeah, yeah I never, yeah, that that never happens, right? Yeah. There's some generational differences that yeah. just don't happen anymore or whatever. But like, I, I think the 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 common thread is that we always express love, and we do we do so often. Yeah, like right. I mean, just the, these kids know they are loved, right? And we love them where they are. So they're all vastly different and incredibly unique and totally just like different personalities and in different places in their lives. But we meet them where they are and we, oh, we, we try, we try our best to always, 
you know, support them in whatever they're doing and whatever they're passionate about. We try to steer them and guide them without like having too heavy of a hand, like tiger parent or whatever. And we, yeah. And, and just, but like, I think the, the overall arching theme is just, is, is constant love and just, and unconditional as well. So I mean, it's just, but yeah, it's, it's generations are different. They shift things shift, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, when I say I was spanked, it was a few times I learned my lesson right away. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> no, it's like that. I, I had the Tabasco shoved down my mouth. Yes, right. Right. We all had different ways of, uh-huh. um, well, I guess punishment, which, um, there's, BuzzFeed put this together. I thought this was really interesting. A lot of millennial parents making a conscious decision to do things differently. And I love that whole idea of meet you, meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. Because I think that is a, a... a through line here for a lot of the things that they are saying, Hey, we're going to do things a little differently. Like for instance, what if one of your kids says, I don't want to go to college. Yeah. I mean, for me, that wasn't even really a thought that I wouldn't go to college. It was just like an expectation that's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, be... you you can you can strongly suggest, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> you can try to you can try to influence and and give them at least maybe like the 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 whole comprehensive viewpoint from where you're coming from. But ultimately, don't you have to yield on that? I mean, just to, to them. I mean, yeah. just right. I mean, that's their decision. That's their lives. There that they would be old enough at that point to kind of make those decisions. I would think that um that but yeah it's just like there's what like, to take a year off like that the idea to have a year between high school and college i think that would have really helped someone specifically like my husband who took 6 years to get through college because it was changing majors and trying to figure things yeah. out you know i it uh, to have that year of i forgot what they call it now but it's like a flex year or yeah. like yeah flex year, year. Gap year, that's it, Lexi. Gap year, gap year, yes. Taking a gap year to kind of figure some stuff out to make some money and and that type of thing. I think the fear is that the gap year will turn into a gap decade, you know? Or, yeah. Or, but would that necessarily be a bad thing? Yeah, I'm not one to like stay in boxes too often. So like conformity is not always like a good thing, right? I mean, there's if a kid doesn't want to go to college, I mean, let's face it, let's it's not for everyone, right? And 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 as a parent. Who would then have to shell out the money for right. college? Maybe I'm okay with that decision. No, I'm just kidding. But like, you know, you look at some of these things that like that we, the modern day parents, have to deal with yes. these days. With like, my parents never had to deal with screen time, getting us off, the, get, getting us off our cell phones. Like we would just go outside and play till the you know the till the sun went down, and maybe even after that. But now it's just like. Hey, you guys should get outside or whatever. It's just there's there's, there's all sorts a lot of, of different challenges. There is there's social media pressures. There's all sorts of. I mean, you know, let's face it. Like school age kids deal with a lot, and 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 let's face it. This day and age, they're dealing with way more than we ever dealt with. Way more. Way more. That's so awful. much heavier. So much more stresses and 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 pressures. Right. Well, yeah. I I feel just kind of bad for my kid in many ways because you're right. Like. Well, my folks would be like, just come back for supper <laughs> and we would be out all day long on yeah. our bikes and just doing whatever. I lived on a military base in Okinawa, Japan, and we would sneak off the base okay. and walk around this island in Japan. Okay, that sounds and, awesome. Oh, it was totally cool. It was the best <laughs> thing ever. We'd climb trees that were like 30 feet high. We would just do all of these things. And I don't think that will be a reality for my kid. 
It just won't be because right. I'll be like, where are you? Right. <laughs> call me. Call me when you get there. Text me when, you know, I I even thought about getting one of those air tags and getting a necklace because if I could microchip him, I would. Uh-huh. And then maybe like the rite of passage is you get your microchip removed at 18, you know, or <laughs> something like that. But my folks would never have thought about even doing that. And but there were still perverts and creeps then. I don't know what the difference is now. Maybe we just I'd. Maybe we identified them more before or um, because I remember clearly a car pulling up and asking me to help find his puppy. No. Oh, yes. What? But I knew to ride away and drive, you know, my my bike away. But like, so it's not like creepers were always around, you know, it's just. Oh, I just got the. Oh, it was creepy. I still think about it sometimes. I had a banana seat bike. Did you have one of those? Those big bikes you could put your siblings and stuff on? (laughs) I'd have, I'm the oldest, so I had my brother, he'd be on the banana seat, and then I had my sister on the handlebars and my other brother on the little pegs in the back wheel, and we'd just like ride around the neighborhood and Uh, stuff, but that was the time when I was by myself. Yeah. So anyway, I just, um, yeah, how how have things changed? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm uber protective yeah like like i'm i'm all yeah i don't there's freedom and then there's like being smart right yeah so and then how like how do you feel about growing up the focus on making money and getting the american dream is that part of the study this is millennials are saying look my folks were so focused on making a bunch of money having nice things raising us with the American dream in mind. I just want my kids to feel like they have nice things and that they're grateful for it, that a lot of money doesn't equal a happy life, and that happiness comes from experiences and not stuff and how you treat people. I don't know if you got that vibe growing up of like, make as much money as possible. No, it was never a pressure. There was always kind of a pressure to excel yeah. And to not fall too behind in school and to kind of, there was expectations of like, hey, you got to keep up with this. This is not okay. Hey, you got to help out around the house. These are chores that need to be done. We're a team here, all that stuff. And I think that's yeah. the stuff I've, I've, I've kind of carried along, right? Without being too heavy handed with it all. Right. Like, you know, I don't, um, my kids don't have to make money. I just want them to be happy, right? I mean, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Like, like, like money's not happiness, right? Not always. Sometimes, heck yeah. But like, you know, just, just they, they need to find their lane and be be true to themselves and kind of just and find their way oh, and without without me steering that too much or whatever right. or my wife as well you're right I mean, and understanding just, the kid too like their motivations and what drives them and stuff too because I mean I remember starting businesses with my neighbor kid friends we were like shoveling driveways and raking leaves where I was like very motivated by that. My brother, not so much. He's like, nah, well, like, <laughs> I'm good with that. The fun thing is we're dealing with now is like, kind of like they're, they're all finding their, you know, cause like as kids, you kind of dress them and hook them up with their outfits or whatever. And, yeah. But like more and more, they are asserting themselves in their own fashion sense and whatever That's else true. they're like, whoever, how they want to wear their hair and how they want to wear their clothes and how, what kind of shoes they like and what kind of, all that stuff that I'm just like, sometimes you just really have to just like bite your lip and just say, all right, and maybe friendly nudges here and there. But like, honestly, that's them. They're, 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 they're finding their way. And that's yeah. like, and sometimes that's really hard to back off of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love that though. But meet them where they are. Okay. I'm, that's what I'm going to take away from today's show. 
among other things as well. Uh, but thanks for that, Eric. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I got to tell you a show that everyone's talking here about on uh, m- at my talk. And uh, I've become obsessed now, too. So um, it's called Mind Over Murder. Okay. I want to hear about, about this next. one. Mind Over Murder. I'm obsessed, like a lot of people here, at least at the station. Jason and Alexis in the morning, MyTalk 1071, MyTalk1071.com. Where talk is fun. I'm Alexis Thompson, Eric Perkins. Good morning. Lexi. Good morning. Good morning. Jason and Don both off. Have you heard anything about this mind over murder, Eric? <laughs> yeah, only from you for like the last five hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. You gotta see it. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, so it is a documentary TV miniseries. There will be six episodes. Four are available now. I've watched two of them, and if you liked Make Your Murderer... Okay. Is this a true crime True crime. Yeah, for sure. Okay. True crime, and the way that they tell the story is so unique, because it's this small town called Beatrice. Okay. It looks like Beatrice, but it's Beatrice. Not to be confused with B. Arthur. Not B. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. And um, th- so there have been six people who were convicted of this crime, and... We're not quite, we're into some of that, but they, the first episode, they go through the crime. You meet her family. Um, her name uh, was Helen. And can I jump in? Yeah, please. Like, like what, like geographically, I need to know kind of where in the country this is. Do you know where, where, where yeah, Beatrice this is? is like, um, this is just like a small, small southern town that's different than a small northern town. Like, where do you know where it yeah, is? Yeah, yes, I do. It's in, oh gosh. Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska. Okay, yes. so Heartland. Let's go. Heartland, okay. Nebraska. Now, let me also, it's very small town. She lives in an apartment building that's like a brick Lego. That's what it looks like. Just this like 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 a two by four Lego. Funny. And then there's maybe like a few different apartments in there, but it's like it feels really sad. Like even before okay. any of the murders and stuff happened. And maybe it's just the way they shoot it, but it's you know it's um yeah, you just feel for her because she seemed just like the most amazing person. She was a great aunt and um, mom and grandma. And so you hear from her family who, you know, of course, miss her. Yeah. And she was very young when she died, too, like in her 50s. And so you hear th- those stories and then you hear what happened to her, which is pretty brutal. Okay. And you see the evidence. Of course, back then there wasn't DNA testing. Sure. And there was some DNA left. And I'll leave it at that okay. if you watch it. Okay. Um, and you're, so you're getting all cringy. Right I know now. it's okay. Uh, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because it, that it's hard to watch. But then after that, what's so interesting is is that the way that they clip it together with the interviews, the town itself is putting on a play about the murder. So you hear from the actors who are playing the characters, who some of them are still alive in Beatrice, Nebraska. Oh, so that's like meta and messed up, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of like. It is. Okay, yeah. And so um, Donna Valentine is watching it. She was talking about it. And then Hannah, our social media director, she was talking about it. And she's like, you got to watch it. So here we're watching it. And yes, it's very making the murderer, uh, making of a murderer. And like Unsolved Mysteries, if you like that type of vibe. Okay. And of course, any kind of true crime documentary. At first I thought, man, how are they going to like pull this out? Because 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's a six-part series, okay. an hour long yeah. each. Um, but we're when they start to get into the mentality of the people who were convicted, and they were um, exonerated. Oh, of the but they believe they did it. So it's like this weird, and we're not quite even there. She said it, both of them after the third episode. You're just gonna be like, "What's happening? Oh my gosh! Okay, what's happening?" So I hope to get to that today, but. It's really well done. Okay, so there's almost like staircase where there's a conviction, but you where you're not totally sure because there it's it's all circumstantial sort of, and it's not there. There's like a lot of here. He said, she said, sort of, and or what? Oh yeah, well, yeah. so it's um yeah, it's about these six people who yeah. all say we did it, we did it. They were convicted in 1989, okay. and uh, her name is Helen Wilson, and that now they've been exonerated. Um, so five of them. Can like are just convinced that they did it. They confessed. Okay. So with DNA, though, I guess later on, that's what they they save some of it. I guess. And, right. and, and, they, later, and how many episodes are you in now? Two. Okay. So you're two okay. So oh, I'm in, and right. I I wanted to watch more, but it was getting too late, and so uh, <laughs> I had to stop. <laughs> so anyway, my, oh, mind over matter, oh, mind over murder. If you've watched it, please let us know at Lex in the Cities at Perkett Play, and of course at My Talk 1071. Uh, and we'll see all of those as well. Are you digging it as much as I am and obsessed? So uh, yes. Yeah, so there's that. Also, I want to talk about uh, Severance, which is a show that you Well, I was watching love. that last night. We're like four or five episodes in right now. And by yes. the way, last night, like John Turturro and Christopher Walken and yeah. Adam Scott all got Emmy nods. So like, That helps a lot, doesn't it? It does. And it's just, just uh, like it's definitely getting good buzz. It's, do- it's definitely different. Yeah, I think that it's it's shockingly different. The aesthetics and the and the vibe of it all are really kind of weird and creepy and sort of like almost... There's this, it, it's it's a mind control kind of office place situation where they're where they have no memory of what they do at work when they're on the outside. So when they're their Audi version of themselves is what they call it, and um, and but there's all sorts of like stuff going on. Clearly, I bet you that seems like something you'd want, um, but in reality. How can you separate a lot of that, you know? It's a little, so there's a tinge of sci-fi, but mostly just like really weird and phenomenal performances. And Patricia Arquette is like dastardly good. Like she's phenomenal in it. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to give it more chances. It's not like blowing me away. Yeah. It's definitely a slow burn, 
but it's uh, but it's got potential here. So I'm gonna. I liked it. I thought it was like one of my favorite shows of this year. I was blown away by it. There it is. I've seen all of it, so I don't know. I like. I think it ramps up. So like, yeah, it is definitely a tension slow burn, and I'd be interested to see what you think towards the end of it because yeah, it was. I thought it was so good. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna really I'm gonna keep I'm gonna unique, plow like forward. Plow forward. Nice. Okay, Severance is on HBO, and Mind Over Murder. You can watch that on HBO Max. When we come back, we have a special guest. We're talking soccer. Yeah, this and is exciting. Women's soccer. Yes. Jason and Alexis in the morning. My talk 1071, my talk1071.com. Alexis, Eric Perkins, and Lexi with you this morning. I'm really excited because we love this person and we love soccer. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. It's just like Minnesota's got such a great sports scene, but there's yes. a new kid in town and yes. they are taking it by storm this year. Oh, uh, my gosh. Getting uh, it right, getting it done. Women-led and community-owned Minnesota Aurora launched play in the USLW League this year. And guess what? <gasps> They've played so well this season are undefeated. I just read that. It's <laughs> just, amazing. Awesome. And now they're in the playoffs. Love it. All right. And so, we have a special guest. Yes, our team president for Minnesota Aurora, Andrea Yock, joining us yes. on the phone here. Good morning, Andrea. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Alexis. Hey, good morning. Wow, it's so fun to hear your voice. The last time I saw you was at the NCAA Women's Finals. We had yeah, a fun we were talking party. about fabulous women at that point, too. Exactly. And how does it feel that we're here and you have an amazing team? It, it's really, it's honestly hard to describe. We worked really, really hard in the offseason to build excitement for this team. But there was no way to predict that the soccer was going to be amazing. And to be undefeated, we're the number one seed out of 44 teams in the league. Think about that. It's just magic. Wow. 44 teams and we're number one. That's, talk about a success story out of the gates. No, no big deal, Andrea. That's phenomenal. And 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 so tonight, huge game, right? Huge game. It's a playoff game. Um, the team we are playing is actually the number two seed. The brackets just worked out that way. They oh. are also undefeated. We have one more win than they do. They have two ties, but it's Indy 11. And so it's going to be some really great soccer, and we need all the fans to come down to TCO Stadium and be really loud. Yeah, and that's of course in Egan where the Vikings practice, but this is in the in their stadium where they play sometimes, and it's just like it, it, Aurora fans are already rabid, and we know Minnesota sports fans can get loud and and loyal, and and it's it's such a good vibe out there. You, talk about the home games and the experience that fans can can get into when they get out there to an Aurora game. So, yeah, so as you saw, Eric, when you came out, you know, with uh, your daughter and her friends, it's an open stadium. So the concourse is you can see the field from everywhere. So if you have kids, they can run around. You are right on top of the action. So even little kids, we've been hearing from people with three-year-olds and four-year-olds, they can see where the ball is. So it's a very engaging game. And then the fans are awesome. We have a, a spectacular supporters group that is leading the chance. Tickets are just $13. Parking is free. And so we really have tried to remove as many barriers as we can for families to come out. And uh, even tonight for the playoffs, we did not raise our ticket prices because we want a full house. Yes. How's it looking? 
Uh, it's good. We have a couple hundred tickets left, but we're well over 5,000. Um, <gasps> we are regularly sitting um, in the top crowds in the United States for women's soccer. We, we have the best attendance in the league, but we are also in the tops with uh, the league above us as well. So it's it's saying a lot about Minnesota and our support for women's sports. Oh, Andrea, that's amazing. I got the chills when you said that. I'm so happy that soccer is also getting its due as well. Everyone in the world loves soccer, and now it's really making a hit here in the United States, and it's amazing because a lot of us played soccer, and to have an opportunity, especially for women, to join a team like this, it's just awesome. Are there a lot of hometown folks on the team yeah we're about 50 50 minnesotans and people from not just the rest of the united states but around the world as well um awesome. but yeah we have some uh morgan turner who's one of our homegrown players she had a hat trick on saturday versus green bay so it's got all the minnesota things we, we swept green bay over the weekend and uh yes. some of our minnesotans are playing really well and we love that Amazing. shield, and we love that team name, and we love you, and we yes. love your team. And my gosh, uh, all the best tonight against Indy 11. I still don't like the way that bracket shook out, that two undefeated no. teams have to play each other in the first round. That seems goofy to me, but I know you guys are going to rock it tonight. Yes! Yeah, and we just hope there's still tickets. Go to mnaurora.com, grab a seat, come on out, and join us. It's a lot of fun. It is. It awesome. is a lot of fun. All the best, Andrea. Thank you so much. Go Aurora. Thanks for, yeah, thanks. Bye. Thank you. We'll put a link up on our show page, too. MyTalk1071.com. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. So how was the game? So it was awesome. Like So my daughter, my 12-year-old, is on a soccer team. And so her entire soccer team went to the game. And oh. it was phenomenal. And they all sat on the, the little grass hill behind behind the the one sideline and it was just they had so much fun and they're and yeah they watched some of the game they ran around they got some cotton candy they (laughs) ran around they got some tater tots whatever then they went back to their seats and watched the soccer and to see you know women playing soccer at that level yes for these girls that see this opportunity then maybe you know and it's just it's just it's so empowering it's so uplifting it's so awesome and the vibe was just great and the fans were totally into it and it was just it was phenomenal and i think that's the way and this team just keeps getting better game by game and so i'm super excited what what a phenomenal scenario a that they're having this kind of success but b that it's so accessible 13 dollars a ticket in this day and age of modern sports is crazy crazy. free parking that's crazy but they're doing it there and it's and it's and it's no wonder it's such a big hit because minnesotans love their women's sports i'm just gonna tell you that hello the links are the best team right i mean think about the state thank god for the women in this In this state, when it comes to sports, whether it's go for women's hockey or Minnesota Lynx or Minnesota Aurora, they're the only ones winning anything. So we, we, yeah, we. (laughs) That's so true. Well, and you know, we always talk about representation, and to you're right for your daughter to sit and watch and to see, wow, this could be something that I can do. It's an aspirational thing too. Yeah, it's it's awesome. A lot of college players, you just think, well, my career's done. You know, after after you've played soccer or and that's why I'm so happy too with soccer too. It is the perfect game to bring kids because you know what's gonna end. You know <laughs> 
in a timely manner. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's two halves and you're yeah. done. It's a couple hours. But, but it's also constant action. You and it's constant. Oh, so there's, on top there, of that, right. There's not lengthy timeouts. There's not no. TV timeouts. There's not in-between innings when they're going back to the dugout. It's just always on, except for halftime or whatever, which gives you a chance to reset. It's, it's a great spectator sport, and Aurora does it right. I'm so happy for them. Happy birthday! That's hot, and our birthday bash is going to be hot as well. So give us a call. You heard it. 651-641-1071, our 20th birthday bash. Next Thursday, July 21st at Lush from 3 to 8. Thank you, Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, for presenting it. When we come back, Am I the Asshat Part 1. It's about a wedding registry. Oh, we got a winner. Yes, we do for this hour. Come to the birthday bash next Thursday. Lexi, who's our winner? Our winner is Maggie Bloom. Maggie! You're on the air with us right now. Eric Perkins, Alexis Lexi. Congratulations! (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Can you believe we've been on 20 years? It's crazy. My mom started listening when I was really little, so I've listened for a long time. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. So... Are you bringing your mom or? I am bringing my mom and it is the day before my birthday. So it'll be a kickoff celebration. So. Oh, like a double birthday bash. I like it. Yeah. Well, we're really excited. It's going to be a really fun day. We have a lot planned, a great show. We've got Q&A. We've got Ask Us Anything, trivia, of course, great food and maybe some dancing. Ooh. <laughs> She's actually dancing I'm now actually, as she says it. Like, like thinking about how fun that's going to be. So hopefully um, uh, you'll join in. But Maggie, we're really excited. Congratulations. And thank you for being a My Talker. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yeah. Hey. Tell your mom thanks, too. That's awesome. Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. We'll see you next Thursday. Awesome. So make sure you listen every hour. Right. Win your you way in. Seven. Win and you're in. Yep. So we have one more winner for our show. And then, yeah, keep listening all day. Uh, another quick thing, too. Our cat video festival is coming up in August. Yep. If you have some fun cat videos that you want to submit and you want to see your kitty or kitties or you on the big screen, Friday is the deadline for that. So make sure you send those videos. MyTalk1071.com, keyword cat. And you and your I mean, kitty. If you, yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you want to, if you want to videotape whiskers jumping through a flaming hoop or something like that, <laughs> I'm just probably. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not a proponent of of that kind of feline shenanigans. I I, I take that back. Construction paper, right? It's right. Just, or thread. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yarn. Of course, I default yarn. I don't know. Oh yes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Um, no flaming hoops. I, no flaming hoops. I'm just just quite a visual you've um, created there. Am I the asshat? Is what we're doing now, and we've got the first one here. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. After you hear the scenario, what do you think? Am I the asshat for not buying a wedding gift from the registry? Mm. Okay. So uh, the person writing is a thirty four thirty four year old female. She says she has a friend who's getting married next month. A year ago, after the wedding was announced, the bride pulled me aside, who's also 34, showed me a pattern of a stitch sampler, so it's cross-stitch, that she really wanted 
to commemorate the wedding and I agreed to make it. And despite it being a lot of work, I had to add the date and a whole bunch of other things that she wanted and altered the pattern. But it's finished. It's 15 by 25 inches. Oh, wow. It's a big and that's a lot of cross stitching. She says, I'm glad that I got it all done. Uh, But recently the bride contacted me and said that she noticed I hadn't bought anything off the registry yet. Stop. Tacky kind of, right? Okay. Uh, She says, I know you're very low income, so you need to hurry and get a gift before all of the affordable ones are taken. (laughs) I told her I wasn't getting her anything off the registry because the materials for the cross-stitch were about $75, and the framing was well over that, and I just can't afford to buy her anything off that registry. The bride then said that as a guest, I'm required to bring a gift, even though I am bringing a gift, and the one that I worked very hard on, on linen and silk threads that she requested. She said it didn't count because she asked me to do it. I said that registries are basically the same thing, asking for specific things you want. She called me an asshat, and I hung up on her. Oh, no. And now she's asking, am I the asshat for not buying a wedding gift from the registry? Okay, my initial reaction, heavens no. You are not an asshat. You are awesome. Like to take that kind of effort and care and just something so personal and so dear and 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 use your resources, use your talents, use your skills to pour something out that's meaningful and that will last a lot longer than a uh, a little sugar bowl or whatever, right? I mean, yeah, I, it's true. I don't know. I I think that that's anything but an ass hat. And and to, to then to be asked to double up on a gift and to be called out on it, like who's the ass? Who at? does that? The bride is absolutely the ass at here. Thank you. I actually think this might be grounds to be like, our friendship is over. Like, here's the deal. Registries are awesome, right? I mean, the registries are, are they make your life so much Thank easier you. when you're going to a wedding. And you can you don't even have to go to the store to get on the registry. You can do it all online now. There's so many different them. options. There's so many different price levels. You you can you can dial in so easy. It's, it's, it is easy. And it's what they want. They've gone through every little nook and cranny of these registries and picked exactly what they want. So they're... they're you know they're getting them something we will. Right, it's just no like questions. the simplicity is phenomenal. But to be required, Ooh. let's come on. Tacky. First of all, no, I, uh-uh, <laughs> not, not required. If I look, I'm coming to your wedding. I'm getting dressed up. I'm taking that time away from whatever I'm supposed to be doing to come to. Maybe if it's in a destination somewhere. Maybe like maybe I'm even Still. traveling to get whatever it is. Right. I, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of components. There's a lot of variables that go into this, but ultimately, look the bride's the ass uh, You get what you get, <laughs> right? and you don't get upset. And this is like <laughs> she makes such a good point at the end when you ask specifically for something that you've handmade. That is the ultimate registry, right? It's not like she's just making <laughs> this out of the goodness of her heart. It's like it, she was solicited to make this. <laughs> And like that, like doesn't oh. that get you off the hook oh. to use a to use a, a, a knitting reference? It the is ho- off the hook. Okay, okay, thank you. That's I need, nice. I need you to appreciate that. Off the needles, off the hook. It's a little crochet joke there. I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, no, I think uh. the ass hat on this one is clear, and it's not Oof. the guest. Yeah, it's got us boiling over here. I wonder if Tina feels the same way. Let's get Tina on the line. Good morning. You're on the air. Who's the ass hat? <laughs> 
Oh, original poster is definitely not the ass hat. That's definitely the pride. And if the cross stitch itself is not a gift, according to the bride, then the bride should be paying for the cost of the materials oh. and the labor to make it. Oh, my gosh. Tina, you bring up the best point. Yes. Yep. And, and then original poster can go get a gift off the registry <gasps> with the money she gets paid for her work. Love that. And there's... All of the hours, all of the time, her expertise, you're paying for her years of experience as well. She's not going to be able to afford. (laughs) If she (laughs) was buying a 15 by 24 inch custom cross stitch off Etsy, it'd be like $300. Oh, easily. Let alone the framing and the materials. Oh, thank you. That's such a great point, Tina. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wow. That one's pretty clear. Yeah, that's not no bueno. That was that was a really good point by Tina. Oh, yeah. I just like yeah, just and, yeah, and yet another and yet here. another check on the guest box and not on the bride's box. I mean, after that, would you? Okay, you're the cross stitcher. Do you give it to them now? After she hung up on you, and after she seems to be very ungrateful for all the work that you put in. And is that common that that brides, and maybe even bridezillas, like would would go and. Check the register. Well, you check. Of course, you check the registry, right? But but do you do you notice who is and who isn't? No, I don't think so. You, who has you, a little tick ticker you, that's going? You go to those lengths. I mean, you probably you probably do to a degree, right? But yes. do you, but do you then call out who hasn't and just no. give them a nudge or a reminder that hey, just so you know, this is available. That's so tacky and rude. Like the, like like here's the link again. If you, I notice you haven't, is that a thing? Do people do that? Oh my gosh! I, I, this is a first for me. But okay, I, yeah, I guess I could see there. I could see from the bride's perspective there being a curiosity as to as like, to who's or maybe it was got it got lost in the mail. But generally, what those registries will say, like this is coming, and so and so bought it. So, and then to, but to circle back—that's so rude. That is, so, I don't know. I might be like our friendship's over, and then I would revel in the fact uh, that I can either take stitches out and do something else. Or make my own pillow or just burn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another MIDS hat coming up next.